Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What can he do now? He tries to wait this little kick in towards the full forward area. Onto it. Beautiful roving. Hazelby. Go for goal and bang it through. Hazelby goal. Paul Hazelby from round 8, 2000. Of course, that would be your rising star year, I would say, Hayes. That is correct. I like coming in here, Duff. You make me feel good. You play some old uh, audio. Don't mind it. I think you can credit uh, Justin and Heater with that. They, uh, they are the great library men here. <laughs> they, uh, they can dig these things up. And uh, um, I've, I have a feeling I remember that game. Uh, I, I think I remember watching that game. Was, a, was that a win for Mate, Rio? Uh, for me, you, I can't remember individual games unless there was something special in that game that stood out from a team point of view or maybe an individual point of view. I'll be like Rain Man yeah. with stuff like that. <laughs> I can remember weird things. Hey, um, uh, what did you make of Fremantle on the weekend? In racing terms, it was a fill-up. They got exactly what they needed from that game. And you talk about the inside 50 efficiency, they got that. That was going at 80% at one point, which is just off the charts. Contested possessions, they had a win finally in that part of the game. Stingy defence was back, and ball movement was another advancement on what we saw last week against the Brisbane Lions. And eight of their players played their best game for the season. So, so much confidence should come. The big asterisk is... It was Hawthorne. How bad were Hawthorne compared to how good were Fremantle? Luke Jackson, clearly his best for game for the club. 24, seven tackles, two goals. What did you like most about the game? Oh, I liked a lot. Like he just, he ran at the contest a bit better inside the forward 50, but he did have some really good looks. And I think the challenge for him in the forward line is going to be as he improves, he's going to get a better defender. And the marking contest when there's body contact on him, that's where he's struggling a bit. So I think that's what he needs to work on. On the weekend, he got some freedom because he had a smaller opponent at times and he got free at times. So, you know, he looks a million dollars when you get that outcome. But what I loved was his ability to push up into the midfield, go into those stoppages and really help out that contested possession style that they've been lacking in in recent times. He won the ball. He fed the ball out to the right player. The next challenge for him is to try and, you know, do that more consistently. But they also, if he's going to go up and as he gets better, I think it's going to be... A value to the Dockers if the defender then says, well, do we leave Luke Jackson up the ground or do we go with him? And if they go with him, I think that becomes a positive because it opens up their forward line. If they don't go with him, then they need the ball to go through him and he needs to become that really good link player, spread player from contest to make sure that they maximise him up there. But if he does go up, like we saw on the weekend, they need another key forward to play that role. And we saw it from Josh Tracy. He did it okay for the first quarter. But again, like Josh Tracy has done across his career, he faded out and there were times where he was in perfect positions to take those marks where he just couldn't execute it. But it looked better with three of them, in my opinion, working inside that front half. So follow-up question to that. Nathan Five comes on, plays a quarter, gets through, has good impact, has 10 disposals, five and five, and kicks a goal. How do you use him this week? Does he play as the sub again and you gradually increase his game time and if you do that, 
um, when he does come on, does he become that third tall forward or do you use him in the mix of roles as Justin Longmuir did on the weekend? What, what he did on the weekend was perfect. But I wouldn't use him as a sub. I think they bring him in and 50-50 split. And depending on the situation of the game, that can change. Yep. If the midfield's going well and they need another key forward, then he stays there. If the midfield is struggling like we've seen, then I think he goes into the midfield. And I like the fact that he should start in the midfield. Like, throw your best cards early. Because clearly what I saw on the weekend for the first time, Fremantle were in control in the game. And when you're in your control, you can actually go back and play that controlled style of football. Yeah. Early on, they took the game on, they went corridor. Instead of giving that outlet handball or outlet kick in defence, all of their players were looking with intent to look for a better option. And it worked for them. But once they got in front, in the second half, they went back to what they had been doing. But it's okay when you're in that position. That's what Ross Lyon does. He starts well, throws everything he's got, and then he defends and controls the ball for the most part to try and win that game in the back half. Yeah, that's a good call. And... Um, Hayden Young and Jordan Clark in particular took the game on, didn't they? They took the game forward. Mm. There was one with Jordan Clark in particular where he got the ball and normally he would give an outlet handball or release handball to another defender. Or they might have Brennan Cox set up in the corridor back to kick the ball to him. But he looked at him and he said, nah, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take it on. He ran 20 metres. He might have had a bounce, kicked it in, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. I think Longmuir will start to understand that it doesn't have to be perfect with their ball movement, but as long as every player knows where that ball's likely to go, they will make it happen. And I think what we're also seeing is midfielders now start to get on the scoreboard a bit more because they can now start to work their patterns through the midfield. No, I don't have to go out to the wing to try and get the next possession. I don't have to get caught in the middle of the ground. I can actually time my run because I know the ball's going to go corridor. The next guy's going to get it. He's either going to handball it to another run pass player or he's going to come inboard and kick the ball inside the forward 50. I'll work my running patterns based on that knowledge. They eventually got control of the stoppages, but how concerned were you in the first half when Hawthorne, a team that is really struggling, just had total control of the stoppage. It was the one area of the game where they had a toehold, wasn't it? Got to about 8-1 early on. Yeah. And it was only because it was Hawthorne who had some horrible other parts of their game that allow the Dockers really to not get smacked from that position. Because in honesty, that's where they've been getting smacked. They've yeah. talked a lot about having to defend from their back 50 because of the loss inside their centre bounce. So they need to address it. Fife helps that. Like, you could clearly see that Fife becomes the inside guy, mm. and then Brayshaw and Sarong can judge their running pattern based on him actually winning the contest, and it just gave them a, a different look. There was some excitement about it as well, but still some work to do, and Sean Darcy winning a lot of the taps, but I think he needs to start to look at, well, what else can I do? Can I mix it up a little bit so it's not so predictable to the opposition? He's got that line and length tap, hasn't he? Mm. And, and opposition teams read it and they get in underneath it and their their player gets through the channel and out. Scouting these days on Ruckman is huge. Even when I was playing, like you'd get a, a vision um, which went in my day probably 15 minutes because you couldn't quite cut it exactly right. Now they would have that done in five minutes where every player – could actually look at every centre bounce, yep. bang, 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 looking at every tap where it's going, who it's going to, and what the other players are doing around that. Yeah. Um, Nathan Fife's kicking. This is doing my head in. Like, to me, there's one thing that he needs to fix, and that is the ball drop needs to be lower. Every photo that I 
used to see when I was working at the West Australian of Nathan Fife still mm. would have the ball drop from the hip and good kicks drop it from between the thigh and the knee. Why, why has this not been addressed yet? Can you change it at that age? Can you change your style at that age? It's pretty easy to change how high you drop on the ball, isn't it? You're not, you're not actually changing the motion or anything other than just get your head further forward, mm. lean, lean into it, get momentum through the ball and drop the ball at thigh height. To me, that's fixable. I mean, they do teach Irishmen who've never kicked the oval ball before how to kick mm. it as grown-ups from scratch. So I, I just think it's never going to be fixed until he fixes that. And of all the other things he talks about fixing with his kicking, that's the one thing that doesn't change. Has it always been an issue in his game? Like in the first hundred games of his career, was set shot goal kicking an issue? I, I don't. Or has it become now mental for him? There's a fine line between whether it is your, you know, your, your mechanism, or whether it's your confidence in your own mind. I think what happens is if you've got a slightly flawed technique, when it does get to you mentally, you've got no hmm. bedrock foundation to go back to believe in. You know what I mean? Like the trigger yep. for your golf swing. You know, like if you've got one trigger for your golf swing, when things go wrong, you go back to that. I suspect that with the high ball drop, he doesn't have that trigger mechanism to go back and say, okay, I'm not kicking it well. I'm going to make sure I do this. And I'll go back to Chris Main was the best set shot player in the competition. Yep. And then he became the worst. Yep. What changed? I was talking to Adrian Barrett yesterday, and he was saying that he'd been talking to Brendan Favola, and when Ross Lyon was first at Carlton as a development coach, and he had a crack at Favola, who was missing a lot of shots on goal, and he said, what's this stir in the soup thing that you do? And Favola said, what do you mean? He said, well, they're always waving the ball around, you know, before mm. you drop. And he said... Uh, go to training and kick it 30 times holding it with one hand. And he said, put your other hand behind your back. And because you're only holding it with one hand, all you can do is hold it above your foot and drop it, and you yep. have to drop it low. I'm just wondering whether Nathan Fife needs to try that. And then if you remember Favola when he um, became a really good kick, he used to hold the ball on top of the ball with the left hand. Yep. That was because because he got used yeah, to dropping yeah. with one hand. He had to find something to do with the so other hand. So the other hand just became on the top side, yep. basically just to hold it in position. Yeah, it's been a bit of a trend for the last couple of years. I don't think he's the same athlete he was. He's a powerful athlete, and particularly when he first started. Like his work rate to hit the ground, to get back up, the chase, tackle, pressure, it was all a big of that tackler, was there. wasn't he? Yeah, and, then, mm. and now... You know, you need to be doing that. You need to add that to your game again because if you're not getting more than 10 disposals, you need to bring something else. He had four on the weekend. He may be carrying an injury and, you know, always hold my opinion back because there is that possibility. But we don't know that, so we have to give commentary. But I just feel without that athleticism that maybe, you know, it's going to be tougher for him from this point on and we know they're going to be vulnerable in terms of how well they go over the next couple of years. You know, he's still got a long time on his contract, but... The positional change, I think, should be looked at. But then you are robbing somebody else of a good opportunity to play at centre-half back. But you've got to get this guy back in form somehow with some confidence because right now it's not there. Paul Hayes will be Docker's legend. Of course, he is one half of the run home with Hayes and Marto weekdays at 3 p.m. on SEN. Hayes, always a pleasure to get your thoughts and knowledge on what's going on, particularly about Fremantle. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, Duff. Love your work.